0: Welcome back to another episode of Shock Treatment with Mel and Maddie. I'm your hostess with the I Ikeed, I keep. I Nope, the hostess with the Moses is my partner in crime next to me. Me? Matthew Fisher. How are you?
1: I'm doing pretty good. I'm digitally next to you. Reach out yes. and touch somebody. You know well, what hopefully
0: I mean. you're gonna have a reunion this weekend.
1: I heard there might be something like that in the works.
0: Yes. Yeah. About we'll how, time!
1: We'll see how the world wants to behave Yeah, I'm sure seriously be okay. I'm sure things will be alright
0: As long as the governor you, you know doesn't decide to put a travel ban into effect by then
1: I only believe in one governor, and that's the Terminator I don't believe in any <laughs> other governor On a... I am the governor, you are going to be terminated
0: Hey, well, it could be worse, right?
1: If only we had Arnold he would've terminated to the covid 19.
0: Right, seriously.
1: You got him terminate.
0: So what have you been getting into this week? Watch any new horror movies? Have you had time for it?
1: Nah, not so much. Not so much, tell you the truth. I actually I started watching The Sopranos again. Not that that's too horrifying. But um I'm I've actually t-
0: never, ever seen an episode of that show. Yeah,
1: the lady never watched it either, so we started watching a little bit. Uh, through this the COVID pandemic, the one thing, you know, I haven't watched as many horror movies as I would like to. Well, actually, today, you know, I did watch a horror movie. I watched a film called Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. Have you ever heard of it?
0: Oh, yes, I did. I just recently watched that myself.
1: Yeah, a friend of yours is in the film.
0: Yep, you know, few of so, our friends.
1: That's absolutely correct. I know you knew her first. I you introduced me and her before I fell in love, and then yeah, I'm, kind
0: of, I'm kind of upset she wasn't able to make it tonight. But I guess well, something, you know, things happen.
1: Let's just speculate that in the in the future we'll tease that there might be an actress from the film Leatherface, a Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, one of the greatest horror trailers of all time
0: seriously i think you know it, I, mean? I think it's one of the one of the last ones that I actually really enjoyed watching
1: the film itself or the trailer
0: the film itself and the trailer,
1: yeah, the trailer is super cool that sword in the stone type vibe to it, but yep. the part three is yeah it's balls to the wall raw uh, you know it's it's that nobody could ever say that they they jumped the shark at part three, you know what I mean the which we, you know, we've talked about many a, a franchise before where they, around part three, um, they usually jump the shark, do the big shark jump. But, uh, yeah, you know, I think that, you know, Jeff Burr, you know, brought came back with a big old whopping punch and uh, lined it up, lined it up nice. And,
0: and you can't go wrong. I mean, for the popularity of that movie, that being your first big acting role,
1: yeah.
0: That's got to be uh, that's big a big time. stepping stone, you know, for somebody that's predominantly. Well, that playing. ain't
1: no, I'll say that that ain't no child's play.
0: That's definitely not. That
1: definitely ain't no child's play, boys and girls. That's Which, real deal. huh?
0: That's the real deal for this evening,
1: that's, what we're going to talk about. That's real deal, Holly, for you kids out there. <laughs> Uh, for, all yeah.
0: of, for all of for all of us adults that kids. As kids by that movie you know, that couldn't have a my buddy doll because of
1: Chucky. Low no, my buddy dolls, children. You know, they would <laughs> horrify. I remember the uh the Chucky doll was so horrifying. Uh you know, the Chucky, a lot of people don't li- like to talk about the fact, you know, the first time I ever seen anything like the Chucky doll, and it has to pull incredibly uh, gigantic amount of influence from that Twilight Zone episode. I think it's called Living Doll. Do you remember that one? Yeah. With uh Talking Tina, I think it was. And yep. the guy, I want to say it's uh, Telly Chavez there, but I could be wrong.
0: Yeah, um, Trick, or, Trick or Treat actually has a full-size replica uh, of that talking Tina doll? Oh, do they? On their site to buy? Yeah, that thing is so creepy. I don't even know if I'd want that in the house.
1: There's like I, I
0: can there. have I can have Art the Clown. I can have Chucky, but that talking Tina doll? Nope, no thank you. That's a hard pass.
1: I mean, I love. It. And he goes, "My name's Talking Tina, and I don't like you." And, then and
0: goes, the next thing you know, you're dead.
1: Next thing you know, cause I'm talking Tina, and I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> she went down south, and got a little accent. I'm gonna kill you all. I'm talking Tina. You said uh, she went down
0: south. I was thinking something else.
1: Well, the devil went down to Georgia. He was looking for a dick to suck. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what I heard. Um, so child's play, huh? Yeah, but yeah, you know the the famous, you know, but yeah, talking dolls. As long as dolls have been in children's hands, the parents have been going, "My God, if that only that, if only that doll could hear the the terrible things about me taking candy away from my kid and making it eat its vegetables." And one night it was to rise up and kill me in my sleep. Um, what a terrible thing that would be, you know. I think the fear. I, the I think.
0: I think like. For horror movies, dolls tend to be like the creepiest things imaginable. Whether it's the ventriloquist dummy or Chucky, like there's just something about a doll that adds an extra creep factor to a film.
1: Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure.
0: Add Brad Dourif's voice to it, and you hit the pivotal moment in life and. Come up with Kyle's voice.
1: Brad Durv's voice brings everything to that character. It really does. It really does when you break it down and watch it. Yeah.
0: Because I like, I know they got the series, they're working on putting the series out. And I know he said he's going to have something to do with it, but he's not voicing Chucky. Is it So, I, you know.
1: It'll probably be Hamill. I, not in
0: the the series, I don't see, I don't see Hamill coming in and breaking down and doing a series just yet. I think they got some, I think they got someone that's not as well known to do the voice, but if they are going to do it, if they were going to bring someone in that was well known, I think Mark Hamill would be the better option because I, you know, when the remake came out in 2019, I wasn't so sure how I felt about it. You know, Chucky looks like the boy band version. Of right. a doll, so you know having Mark Hamill do the voice when I've known him my entire life as Luke Skywalker, I didn't know how I felt about it, but it's I don't think it, I. Yeah, I really don't think yeah that Luke too. Sky, really well,
1: who's about, Luke Skywalker? I know him for <laughs> cock What are you talking?
0: Captain Cock yeah. <laughs> But like, I don't think Brad. Well, I don't think that you know Mark Hamill actually had enough screen time, like talking wise. Yeah. In the remake, to do that character justice, I think because when he was talking as the Chucky doll, he was phenomenal. Like he definitely reinvented it, like with um, Bill Skarsgård redoing Pennywise. Right, you know, he brought something different to the character.
1: For sure, yeah, for
0: sure. So you can't replace Brad Jarrow. Right,
1: well, I agree.
0: Um, you made it. They made a great choice. With, having Mark Hamill come in to do it as well.
1: I've seen worse replacements like Robert England and uh Haley there, what's his name? Earl Haley. Oh James yeah. Earl Haley or whatever his name James is.
0: Hurley, whatever. And even with that, like just to think the fact that he was originally up for that role against Robert England and Robert England beat him out for Nightmare. That's true.
1: I know you said yeah, that before, true. but I feel like the age difference would be off. I think I could be dead wrong, but I feel like there'd be a weird yeah, age he's
0: yeah. like super young
1: wasn't he, he making was fucking because he was making bad news beers in like the the early eighties wasn't he when when Robert England would have made the, when they would have done the first
0: yeah that's that's what idea. that's what Robert England had said that he, it was up against, <laughs> they, it, there's been
1: interesting very yeah, cool he was I love yeah
0: against for that
1: we're going to have um, to have him on the show, both of them guys on the show to talk about.
0: I would love to have Robert on the show. Are you kidding me,
1: Robert? If you're listening, bud, you hit up Buddy Butterfuca, We'll make that happen.
0: That's my like bucket list interview right there. He would be
1: a big one. You know, he's one. Of, he was one of those big. You know, when the con- convention circuit came around, he was one of those big names. You always, you know, you waited for him to come. Like I crossed my fingers for years until they got Robert to come through. Just like Bruce. Like we held out. Everybody wanted Bruce to come for forever and we got him the very last year. Better late than never, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um
0: and and of course I couldn't go.
1: Well, so something's kind of more important. Because,
0: yeah, no, I know, but like I would have loved to have been able to meet Bruce Campbell. Like, no, but,
1: yeah. I had to, I probably I could I didn't get a chance to meet him. I I went to the Q&A. See if I had, I had something that weekend, uh my lady's brother got married so I couldn't be there.
0: Yeah, that, that kind of outranks going to. Well, I said
1: into- that was my gift. That was my wedding gift. The sacrifice I made to be there. I said, you know, I could have been meeting Bruce Campbell right now. <laughs> but, um, so, so I I didn't get to meet him. But the the Sunday that I showed up, uh, like I said before in the show, I had I got two options. I could wait in his line forever and maybe meet him, or I could go get a good seat at the his uh, Q and A panel thing he was doing. So I went to the panel, uh, got a good seat. And it was that was pretty great, you know what I mean. So and I, he would have been a good guy. And like we said before, we all love Bruce, but uh, anybody who looks into Bruce Campbell a lot, you can, you know, some fans say that he 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 could be rather uh, brucey sometimes. So I'd rather not wait two hours to, to have a Bruce ex, brucey experience. I'd rather sit in a nice chair and have a nice Bruce experience.
0: Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to ruin my image.
1: I've had a few awesome. situations. Yeah, I've had a few situations where the the interaction wasn't all the, all that I would like it to have been, and it does. Unfortunately, it does kind of put a fucking yeah, for, um, right your feeling. whole like opinion and respect for that person as an artist as well as a person, which is unfortunate because you'd like to kind of separate the artist from the person, but when you get real in it with them and you're right there with the real person, uh, it's kind of hard not to kind of. It's kind of hard to separate the two, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, but, there's uh, been a couple of experiences that I've had where I wasn't all that thrilled about the interaction between me and them. And it wasn't even me. It was because oh, of the day they were having. Like, um, Linda Blair.
1: Linda not a fan. Blair. Linda Blair I would like to meet. Um, I remember I guess, she... I'll-
0: I love the fact about how she's all about, you know, all her charities and you know the stuff that she does to help animals. But this her as a freak. person, I don't know if she was having a bad. She was having a real bad day. And don't
1: don't ever not forget, very
0: nice when I met her.
1: Don't ever forget she's super freak. She like she gave Rick James a run for his money, man. You, you can don't ever forget that she gave Rick James a run for his money. She outlasted Rick James too. Keep that in mind. <laughs> Rick James couldn't survive her, but she could survive Rick James. Yeah, no, Linda, Linda Blair is an interesting thing. You're in an iconic role, um, Exorcist. Uh, Eileen e- Eileen Deeds, we just worked with on the GPS short coming soon from Boombastic Films. I'm going to try and get her on the show soon. She was down. we just going to schedule it out. Um, but, yeah, Exorcist, iconic. Um, and she, I think she might also fall into a little vibe where – you make something so iconic that it it burdens the rest of your career where they don't want to let you, let, let you get other things. You know what I mean? Me and Hawk talked about, I think it was me and Hawk. were talking about Robert England on the boombastic cast recently. Uh, How like, you know, how, when, when, when Nightmare on Elm Street happened and it it blew up, like he got, he kind of got sucked into it. The conversation we were happening was how like Johnny Depp, and you know people like that—they're allowed to like how it doesn't kind of pull them in, but it pulled in Robert England, where Robert England kind of got typecasted as Freddy Krueger. And it's because that character is so huge yeah. that you get known for that character. It's not like Johnny Depp's character in in um, Nightmare ugh, Nightmare on Elm Street hey, is. His character
0: wasn't. His character wasn't like memorable,
1: that yeah, memorable to the, but movie. Not like the only thing
0: character. that was memorable about his character in that movie was the scene when he exploded in the bed like and all the blood and everything starts gushing up his through the death. mattress
1: his death that, yeah great. his
0: death scene that was the only thing memorable about his entire role in that movie other than that he's forgettable
1: yeah so but so they're able to escape and become known for something else and the thing with thing with Robert Englund is that's kind of what he became known for. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's how, why it was kind of hard hard to escape it. In the same way you would say, well, Johnny Depp wasn't known for Nightmare on Elm Street, but, you know, they, they, he was known to be in it when he was doing the circuit where they were like casting for people and be like, oh, he was just in that big successful movie, Nightmare on Elm Street. Let's put him in our movie. Like, so he's not known for Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah,
0: I think I think right after he did Nightmare on Elm Street, is that's when he got cast. Jump, be- Street.
1: Jump Street. Yeah. So even though he's not known for Nightmare on Elm Street, Nightmare on Elm Street played a crucial part in the come up. You know what I mean? Yep,
0: because the movie made bank. So anybody that was a part of
1: that and Linda is- Blair, Linda Blair playing the playing the the boogie woman, if you will, with the, the, being possessed. I think you know she just you know she took all the light of the film. It's almost like these films and these roles are so gigantically huge that it's like a vacuum. It sucks them into the void of the franchise.
0: Yep, and then you I'm got curious to there. see <laughs> if it
1: happens with our boy in Terrifier because uh, he's so known for that. It'll be curious to uh, uh, to see that he, you know, I'm not wishing that on him, but I think he, it's possible that he might have that effect as well. And it's just how it goes that 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 character is so iconic. We're in a different culture now in horror where, like, back in the day, um, what would hurt them is it'd be like, all right, I don't want to cast Robert England in my movie because I'm making I'm making DJ Stan the Man too. I don't wanna cast Robert England because I want them to be thinking of DJ Stan the Man too, where if they have Robert England they're gonna be thinking Nightmare in Elm Street. But yes. it's flipped it's flipped now because now you hire Robert England because you want I won't say DJ stand the man too anymore, but but you want your horror movie to be seen in the same light as nightmare and Elm street. You know what I mean? So now it's a flip thing. Now it's working to his benefit where he's getting all these roles. He's a great actor, but he's getting all these roles because these filmmakers and films want to be tied in with nightmare and Elm street where back in the day, I think that's what pushed him away is the fact that it's like, well, yeah, we could have him on our film, but they, then whoever's coming to see our film will be talking about this bigger horror film and not our film. So, like, they don't cast them for that reason. I think that's why they got um, kind of the deal. But I and will say that like, – 19- And Linda Blair
0: was just, like, so young, too, because, I mean, she was only, like
1: – When she became what? a super freak?
0: No, when she did The Exorcist. She was, like, what, 12, 13 years old when I she, heard made she
1: I, I heard she did The Exorcist with Rick James, but that's just purely speculation.
0: I, that, yeah, well – I've heard of I've heard that too, but not my monkey, not my circus.
1: I would have partied with Rick James, but I would not let him penetrate me. In 1988, a film called Child's Play hit the world. It was a collaborative effort uh, by the creative minds of Tom Holland, uh, the, the great director still killing it today. Also known for Fright Night and stuff, a very friendly dude. You can catch him on the social medias. Uh, very good guy um Don Mancini some would say the creator they get the man behind Chucky um John Lafia, you know what I mean uh, also involved you know gigantically huge all three of these gentlemen are well, the the father they're uh, three men and a baby of child's play three men and a doll
0: yeah literally
1: play. there should be a documentary called three men and a doll uh, we need to do an episode we need to do an episode of shock treatment called three men and a doll with all these characters um yeah you got the great katherine hicks which would later become uh seventh heaven fame you know what i mean chris Sarandon, of course is in this you'd later see him in fright night or uh i believe fright night came after this i believe um another tom holland follow-up you know alex vincent of course brad Durriff, you know it's hard it's hard it's hard to mention any type of child's play thing even if he's not in it without bringing up uh, Brad Durf. He, we brought up the reboot earlier, and he, how could you not t- bring out Brad Durf? Alex Vincent, another dude that kind of you would almost put in the category of someone that kind of get tight. Got cab. caught up in that void of uh, I, the void. Void's are, uh, uh, kind of a bad word to use for the franchise. It's not a void. This the 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 I don't even know the gravity, the, the pull of gravity. I don't know, got it but he. I think he's one of those dudes too. But you see him pop up and stuff. for from time to time. Chris Sarandon, of course, was already an established actor by the time he got into this stuff. So, like, you've seen him go in multiple different directions. Uh, superb actor, of course. Yeah. Um, Dog Day Afternoon. Love it. Classic. You know what I mean? He was um, a nice guy, too, because I
0: believe, didn't you know we nice meet guy. him at Boston Fan Fest, right? Yeah,
1: yes. Very nice guy. Very sweet yep. guy. Um,
0: very soft spoken. Very, very... soft spoken.
1: Yeah. Gentle guy, yeah, good. He was yeah. a very good dude. Very laid back. You know, a lot of fun. You know, for anybody. You know, Chucky was played, I believe, by Ed Gill. You know, we've talked to Ed Gill before on the social medias. You know, might have him on a show in the future, perhaps. Be nice. That no, no I can't even speculate. That could just a possibility. Other things that are happening. Ed Gill. Who's to say? You know, but Chucky comes into this world. So, you know, Charles Lee Ray, for anybody out there that doesn't know too much about Chucky. I don't know why you'd be watching the show, but listening to the show. But, um, you know, we have this He's this criminal who's who's, uh, getting chased down by the cops and gets wounded, fatally wounded. And he does a little voodoo. Puts his soul into the body of a good guy doll. You know what I mean? So this good guy doll is the craze. It's the my buddy of our time. I keep forgetting that we're old. So uh, I guess if you are under the age of 30, you probably have no idea what a my buddy doll is. It's what a Chucky doll is, but friendlier. And Yeah, it doesn't um,
0: come and kill you, you, <laughs> kill
1: you in your dreams. It's not going to kill you in your dreams. It kills you in your reality. Yeah. Um, and, you know, long story short is this is a doll possessed. Um, and he, the, the way to become, to get out of this, this doll's body is he needs to find the, the, child, the child, the pure heart of a child and enter a little voodoo, a little voodoo running from the magic and enter that child body. Now we're not talking MJ style or anything, anything crazy with entering children's body. We're talking about the old fashioned way of entering a child's body through possession. You know what I mean? Um, yes. Yeah.
0: Put his, put his little plastic doll hands on the forehead and, and
1: excuse like, me excuse and, and, and me Mal, excuse me where we're, we're not going in that direction okay <laughs> we're talking about we're talking about doll parts here we're not like the whole song um <laughs> so yes yeah, so so now he that's the way to find life and of course you know if you are a possessed doll going around trying to find a child to put your doll hand in that's going to be tricky for you. That could be tricky, tricky possessions. Um, and he, he, he finds himself in uh, big trouble, you know.
0: And not in Little China.
1: Not in Little China, no. But in a little apartment in, I believe, New York, if I remember yeah. correctly. Oh,
0: no, I thought it was Chicago.
1: Was it Chicago? It could have been. Chi-town. Yeah. My, my city. Um, you know, I love that, 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 that. The great movie. The first one's fantastic. You know, it's super yeah. creepy. A lot like a lot I, of I like horror. The,
0: yeah, like the, that This that one specific scene where they're, like, uh-huh. in the basement of the apartment where they're going to the voodoo uh, medicine doctor's place to get, like, and, you know, the guy's doing, like, a ritual as they are walking in, like, slitting goat's throats and stuff. Uh-huh. That's, like, one of the most memorable things in that in that movie.
1: For sure. For sure, yeah. But,
0: well, at least memorable for me. Maybe not other people, but...
1: You got famous scene, like the elevator scene, I believe, was in that movie, I think. I think when he, when he's going down, the, the old lady says, that's a funny-looking doll, and he goes like, fuck you, or something like that in the elevator.
0: Yeah,
1: but, yeah um, the lady
0: just like, thinks it's the kid saying it.
1: There's like that scene, there's the, you know, the, the the moment when the mother when the mother picks up the doll... When Hicks picks up that doll, turns it over, and realizes no batteries are in it, that is like one of the most. I remember watching that for the first time, and the tension, like went wild, Like, well, as that scene builds, is like, wow. And then when you see, yeah, because you you, oh,
0: you you don't even realize you're holding your breath, and then you just let out that gas because well, he talks up, yeah, because
1: he talks, and then like, and then she's she walking around. That he's not supposed to talk, and then I think like as soon as she realizes the batteries isn't there, he turns around and he's like, "You fucking bitch!" It like breaks, breaks fucking K fed. You know what I mean? Goes complete yeah. heel, goes complete heel, <laughs> and um, that because you're not you. That was almost the equivalent to like Linda Blair and The Exorcist when she goes. Like, fuck me, fuck me, like as a kid with the cross and stuff. And you're just like, what is this kid saying? You know, it's kind of right. like that vibe with the doll. Because you're like, what the fuck is this toy saying? When it's like, because I believe he's like, I'm going to kill you. He says something, like, I'm going to kill you, you fucking bitch. I think that's the line. I'm going
0: to yeah, kill you, you yeah. fucking bitch.
1: And I know yeah. that there's a fuck bomb in there. Because I remember being like, whoa, like they went for it. Um <laughs> great and they shoot him i remember when they get shot when they shoot him and he flies into like the fireplace how funny it looked and stuff and great great that movie is
0: it's like some great like in all of those movies like the way that chucky is killed in each and every one of them yeah is memorable because For i sure. love the one where like you know the toy press comes down part two and it starts like yeah and it starts like stapling hair everywhere on him and, you know, the, the eyeball thing starts popping in and out. It's like, it, it's just, there's so many things about that movie. Well, both that series of movies.
1: It's true. It is true. You know what I mean? Um, great movie. You know what I mean? This what I, I uh, he goes in the fireplace, gets hit with the bat. You know, a lot of good liners like he's he is one of the I know I, we did Leprechaun recently and we argued the fact that, you know, Leprechaun had the better one liners. But I mean, we really should do an in-depth show on it one day where we go show for show yeah, and compare because Chucky's got some really hot lines. You know what I mean? Um, I'd love to hear Leprechaun and Chucky talking shit like an argument where they hated each other's guts
0: like a celebrity death deathmatch,
1: it, it would be like, time. um, like Beetlejuice and Hank the Angry Dwarf on like uh, the Howard Stern show <laughs> arguing. That's what I assume it would be, which would be great. I would love to see that. Um, Child's Play One, masterpiece, masterpiece theater. Some people would say, uh, other people would say, not so much.
0: It definitely redefined movies at the time. Because, you know, everything at the time was Freddie and Jason and Michael Myers. Oh, for sure. So and you know, and even Leatherface at that point. So, you know, Chucky was a new to the game, a new player, if you will.
1: He's a to new the player.
0: New player. Welcome, player twelve.
1: <laughs> player twelve, player twelve. Uh PB?
0: pee And Alex Vincent was so adorable in that movie.
1: Alex Vincent. Alex Vincent reminds me a lot of um, what's his name from um, Terminator 2 there. John Connor. Oh, Edward
0: Furlong. Yeah,
1: Edward Furlong. Um, they have the same vibe. And, uh, yeah, they get the same vibe. Different, two different people. Different looks. Same vibe. Same vibe. Different looks.
0: No, I've I'm, met I'm both jobs.
1: I've met both gentlemen in real life too, and, uh, I've, and I've again I'll say Alex. same vibe, same vibe, different looks.
0: Yeah, I've same only met vibe, Alex, so I can't say the other one. I can't huh? say anything about the other one yet. I've only met Alex. I haven't met Edward for long yet, so. But like Alex, uh, the weekend I met him at Rock and Shock, he was cool. Like nothing impressive comes to I mind was... or standout ish. I yeah. just remember a lot of people. I remember a lot of people talking smack about his girlfriend that he was with that weekend because she was like 12 or at least looked it. Who Alex Vincent. <laughs> yeah.
1: Wow. Well, his girlfriend was like both.
0: super young. So they were like, a lot of people were making comments about that situation, but I, like hey, teach their own. If she's as long as she's over 18, I don't give a hell what the hell is, he's doing. And not my business.
1: I'm not going to say anything because I don't know.
0: I don't even. I, I saw the girl. Did. I mean, she was cute. She did look young, but like, obviously, she's old enough to be there.
1: I remember at one point, I almost. Uh, I remember Bill Billy Coyne Billy Coyne and Alex Vincent. I think they they disappeared for a little bit. I, I hope. I can only hope that I hope they were smoking weed. That's all I gotta say. It was
0: a pop magic dragon session.
1: I heard there was puffing going on, but I just hope it was smoking weed. Let's just <laughs> say that. Let's just what say that. Oh, no, speculation. no speculation. speculation. No, no speculation. speculation. Alex Vincent got mad at me on Facebook once.
0: What did you do?
1: I put up a video once that I was... Um, it was a conspiracy video. And it was a video questioning something. And uh, I don't think he I got, liked. I, got, <laughs> I don't think he liked the fact that it questioned something. So he, he he got very upset and said something on the book.
0: Someone had made a comment to me about it about him because um when I think it was uh, I think it was Cult of Chucky when that was released. I yeah. I was watching it at work and while I was because I had the la- I had it while I was watching it I was streaming it. So I I had my phone on Snapchat and the filter was picking up his character. So you see Chucky and Alex and like the dog ears and the tongue coming out as they're talking and whatnot. So, you know, I was making my own little movie while I watching the movie and laughing like crazy because I was that amused by it. Yeah. And, and people were like, oh my God, that's a horror movie. Why are you doing that? That's not appropriate. Blah, blah, blah. You're ruining the movie. How am I ruining the movie? I had a little fun with it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You got to be, people get upset over everything. It's crazy. Alex was a good guy, though. I met him um, when I met him in real life, he was a good guy. Maybe we'll yeah, get him, him on the show to nice. talk. I love the, I love his work in the movies, you know, in the films. We'll, we'll, maybe we'll get him on for a nice, great shock treatment interview one day. That, That's what
0: kind of killed me, like when um they didn't cast him for the third one, and they brought in um.
1: I'm with him on that. I do. Uh, I'm I'm a strong believer on keeping everybody who's original that you can in the film, yes. if you can. Absolutely.
0: What was his name? Uh, Will. Will no? Is it what
1: Will? In, he, in that, the film
0: that, that they brought in on the third one. Will Wheaton? Will Wheaton, was yeah. Was it Will Wheaton? I'm not I, sure.
1: I don't know. I don't recall off the top of my head.
0: But I know it wasn't Alex.
1: I think it, yeah, I know. Justin
0: Whalen. Cool. Justin Whalen.
1: Justin Whalen, okay. Yeah. So it
0: kind of, <laughs> you know, it deviated from him playing in it. So that was the only thing that was weird because then they bring him back and cult of Chucky.
1: Well, cause he's, people know that he's like, they want, he's, he's established, you know, the conventions is definitely uh, hooked up. The, these, these, these people in multiple ways, other than being able to see your fans out there. You're also showing an showing producers that, yeah, they actually fans still actually care to see you. Yeah. So through stuff like him doing the cons, they know that you know the fans are going to go to the con, see him. He'll talk about the movie. The, the fans will get excited about the movie. You know, it's, it's all. And he up, brings the up.
0: Chucky he brings the Chucky doll with him. The actual screen
1: what, the used doll. The actual, out. or he probably he has, has an one actual. Of
0: those he has, he has an actual screen used doll. Oh, does he? Brings, yeah, and he carries that thing everywhere with him when he's at a convention. He doesn't leave without it.
1: To make a movie about that,
0: which is kind of cool.
1: Yeah, I can't. Yeah,
0: I I took a picture. I think I have a picture with him and the Chucky doll. Right when yeah. I uh, when I actually finally went over to talk to him.
1: Yeah, Alex Vincent and Bill Coyne did not do anything sexual.
0: No, we just like to bust chops and have fun.
1: Leo, Leo just texted me. He wanted me to tell everybody that we that Leo that that definitely did not happen. <laughs> you know what I mean.
0: Cancer culture, bro. Cancer culture. So
1: 1990, we get Child's Play, the sequel. Um, November 9th, um, exi- you know, November Christina 9th is this, this... Huh?
0: Christina Lise is in this one.
1: They were both... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were both... Um, they were both November 9th. First and second were both released on November 9th. Ain't that interesting?
0: Yeah, it's kind of odd.
1: Christina Lee is... Um, in this, I remember the, the filmmaker I used to work with that was that claimed he was. She's friendly. really
0: nice I'm too because, nice. because the, the time I met when I met Alex at Rock and Shock, she was sitting next to him.
1: Yeah, she was there. We met her. She was very friendly. Very, very friendly. Very friendly. Brother, likes her fans.
0: She's a, she's another one. She's another one. Big advocate for animals and
1: absolutely
0: you know, doing right. So I, you can't go wrong with people that like animals, even yeah. if they're having a bad day
1: it's true it's true you know uh one of those three men that helped create chucky uh got the director's chair this time around which was nice i'm sure they appreciated that john Lafia, you know what i mean if i remember correctly do we rest in peace john laffia yeah rest in peace john laffia he actually passed away uh, april ninth, um 2020 2020 we're approaching the anniversary yeah so, maybe uh, this, this episode might just get dropped on his anniversary of his death, if that's the case. So, uh, rest in peace, John Lafayette. Uh, thank you for helping create Child's Play. You know what I mean? Uh, directed part two, uh, very arguably the best film in the franchise, some people will say. Um, like, it was, you know, all the, that cast, you know, it was great, great cast involved with it. You know, this one's got a little more comedy to it hum- with his humor. Of course, comedy was humor, but a little more comedic with his, um, you know, his lines, his one-liners, you know what I mean? I felt at least. um,
0: I love, I love, love, love. I think, I think this is the one where he kills Andy's teacher after she walks Andy in the closet.
1: Classic moment, classic moment. Yeah, this one's filled with, there's a lot of tension in this one, too. You know, they really, the child's play movies really do not how to build tension, you know what I mean? Whether it's just the... No, sub- and it
0: built well, especially around, like, Andy's foster family. Like, the father, I could not wait for that man to get killed.
1: Right. So right.
0: when he when he finally got his, I was, I've been so souped to see somebody get murdered in a movie than I was when he finally got it.
1: Uh, I like that actor, too. But yeah, I'm yeah. with you, you know. Uh, that actor is screaming like banshees, you know what I mean, in the film Night of the Creeps, which is a classic film. Um, you know, the the scene with the, when she's on the, Elise is on the swing and she, her feet dig up the dirt of the other doll, you know, then she goes into the house in the moment where you hear the... Sewing machine and like she approaches the body. And there's like the moment where like the body swings around. Like I always love that effect in horror movies. You don't see it that much anymore. You don't see it effectively done. Where there's that real ten, tense build of the walk of the what they had that the annoying sound in the background. Yeah. You have that that sound that's making you very uneasy, uh, and it's because it's like you know that it that's you're hearing that sound because something is on something that should have been, you know, uh, you pat it with your foot. Multic- that is now a bad. Now, no, you know, something's not right with this scenario. And you're approaching this very, it's painted always in a beautiful picture of something's a little slumped off awkwardly about the body. And then you kind of roll up to it. And then there's the spin around in the chair you know, and you got to have like a good, you know, makeup job of where it's, like, still human, but, but like, but enough to like really like, twist your mind up, yeah. I always love those those little scare-up moments, but there's a great one, and Child's Play has that great moment with, I think, the mother, I think, is killed that way. Yep. Um, like you said, this one is the one that ends up in the toy factory, you know what I mean? Um, where he gets like melted and stuff uh, classic you know I think you know I the- think
0: that's the, the, that's the look that I like the most of Chucky it's yeah. like the beat that beat up he's got his ass handed to him in that movie
1: <laughs> <laughs> he puts his he puts he takes the blade off the he puts the blade into his hand You know what I mean? Great. You know, just the imagery of all the like all the boxes of the with the with the the the, my with all the
0: different dolls, Dolls and then you see, yeah, and then you see like the cloud forming over the factory. Yeah, great. While he's doing the spell, and it just makes it just everything looks so ominous that it just all blends together nicely.
1: When they pluck the dude, when the dude gets his eyes plucked out,
0: yeah, and they put the
1: fake eyes in. Yeah. Great film that. Oh, that one's where I really liked that one a lot. You know, Um, you know that was great times. I I, I, I think with the with
0: the with other with the exception of the first one, I think that's arguably my favorite one of the entire franchise.
1: I agree. I agree. I might even change around some of my uh, my deals now that I'm having sentimental thoughts. (laughs) But uh, let's not get too sentimental because we're going to get into a film that. I enjoy, but it's still one of those films, this part three, Child's Play 3, 1991, you know what I mean, uh, directed by Jack Bender, um, this film's fun, it definitely has the vibe of the franchise getting more money and going slightly more Hollywood, I felt, it does have that vibe to it. Um it's 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 no longer becoming that small low budget horror film. It's now becoming a, a mainstream, bigger budgeted horror film. You could definitely see that vibe with it. I think certain people got lost with that switchover. over. Um, you know, but yeah, Chucky was cool. The look of him was cool. You know, that's the one thing with Chucky is you never really lose. Not until the later films, really, you don't lose the look. You know, when you deal with, like, a Freddy Krueger or something, yeah, they have, the, it's a, you know, it's the same look, but a different films, it looks differently. You could almost judge each film on on its makeup and put it in yep. like, like that. You know what I mean? But um, this film, you know. I mean, to me,
0: this one, I mean, it was good, but, like, there's not much that's memorable about it except for them, like, running through the, the carnival, carnival funhouse.
1: Yeah, it's got the army vibe. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, that's because kind of, of the, their,
0: they're like that West, that whole West Point Academy.
1: It's like a high class yeah. rich kid boot camp. It's like one of those yeah. weird. It's like the fiction, like in Hollywood, in Hollywood, in, in those films where you see the real fictionalized boot camp where everything's like only fake hard on you. You know what I mean? Where like yep. they're gonna scream in your face, but then if you cry, they come rub your back give you cookies and ice cream and shit.
0: You know what I mean? Like the weird, <laughs> yeah.
1: weird boot camp. Hollywood boot camp is always fun.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. Uh don't wanna
0: hurt your feelings, here Don't wanna hurt
1: your feelings. We're training you to kill people, but we don't wanna hurt your feelings. And it's weird, they're always like the the super villains are always like the people that are training them. Yep. Uh I enjoy part three for what it is. Part three a lot of the a lot of horror franchise when you get to their part three, they're like an interesting um step out from the film. The other franchise for some reason in some type of way, whether it be like a Halloween where it kind of goes in a different direction or like something else where it just kind of minimizes in quality a little bit, you know what I mean? Like maybe this, yeah. you know what I mean? The I little mean. boy,
0: Jeremy Silvers, that played Tyler, like...
1: The Wishmaster.
0: That little boy, I don't know why, he irked the hell out of me.
1: The little boy? Like,
0: yeah, the little boy that ended up with the Chucky doll when Andy... When it was sent to Andy at the military academy? Yeah. The little boy takes the doll instead. And I don't know what it is, but that little boy just aggravates the piss out of me.
1: Yeah, really?
0: Like, I know he's supposed to be like the good He He's supposed to be, no pun intended, the good guy.
1: You're talking about my boy Tyler, dude?
0: Yes, Tyler. Oh, like, dude, I, wanted, I, wanted him. Tyler. I wanted him to get killed.
1: <laughs> oh, you're terrible. Tyler was, I think Tyler was the most likable kid in the whole movie.
0: Yeah, he was, but that's probably why he needed to die.
1: Poor Tyler man. <laughs> Tyler came from hard times. Tyler came because from hard times, and probably went back to hard times. Poor guy. The
0: poor kid was the only blackhead half of those kids had seen since they looked in the mirror that morning.
1: That dude, that that, that poor Tyler was 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 a black kid in the early '90s when it wasn't the you know
0: yeah surrounded by a bunch of older white. He's probably the only kids. one preppy boot camp.
1: He probably get. He probably got hard times. He probably got like that, like half half really racist, half not racist, like jokes. You know what I mean? Tyler, Tyler you get all that love. We want to have you on the show. We're gonna do a big.
0: I, I would you know? love actually. Well, I would like to know because he's not one of those kids that you know you hear about often that's still acting. Like I know he he did like an episode of My Wife and Kids. Yeah. But like an episode of Stay by the Bell and. Child's Play 3, he's got nothing else. Yeah. So, well, he, you know, just to see what he's up to now as an adult and how acting like affected his life and taking that.
1: Well, it hasn't affected him that much. I don't think he's no longer doing it. You know what I mean? Right? I, I'm
0: pretty sure that, you know, the fact that, you know, he was charged with assault and, you know, joyriding didn't help his, his you know, acting career either what happened he um he was facing jail time for
1: stealing his mom's car when was this
0: february 2018
1: oh 2018 yep and he would have to be and he wasn't he was facing
0: he was facing six misdemeanor charges including assault with a deadly weapon other than a firearm oh that's his case it says, in, yeah, it says in parentheses, a phone, attempting to prevent someone from reporting a crime and driving and taking a vehicle without the consent of the owner.
1: Oh, yeah, he's troubled. He should have stayed in that boot camp for a little bit longer is what that sounds like. Even Hollywood but I love the
0: fact that, you know, January 8th, 2014, a kid actor who started in the horror of, like Child's Play 3 has grown up to be a violent man who once whipped out his junk and peed on guests at a party.
1: Why would you say? he Whipped out his junk on guests at a party.
0: He whipped out his junk and peed on guests at a party.
1: Is that Alex Ock? What's going on here? <laughs> this is um. Jeremy it, Silver
0: I so played Tyler.
1: Probably somebody who's like, "Where's your, where's your Chucky doll, dude? Where's your Chucky doll now? Some drunk dude. You, know, you little fucking, you little fucking, you little child's play movie dude." The article, the
0: article is like legit making me want to laugh because it's from TMZ. So you know how TMZ is. Child's play three actor. He's a drunken, foul-mouthed urinator. Says fearful ex-girlfriend.
1: When he was on TMZ, he hit up his agent, and he was like, "Can I count this as a TV credit?" (laughs) And then, and then the then the phone beeped, and he's like, "Oh, yeah, I haven't had an agent in fucking thirty years." He's like, I robbed my agent. Now he don't talk to me no more. On second thought, Tyler, don't fucking contact us, dude. I don't trust you no more. You're not the kid I used to know, Tyler. (laughs) You're the the wrong guy, dude. So the curse of Child's Play 3 lives on. You know what I mean? Seriously. Uh, That's a very unfortunate event for him. Um. Justin Whalen, you know, he had a little movement going for a little bit. You know, he was popping up all over the place and a lot of cool stuff. Serial Mom is a film that I uh, love, of course.
0: Yeah, that was a good one.
1: I really support it. He's also, he popped up in the house that Jack built. That I, I thought that was really kind of weird. I didn't see that coming. Uh, but that was fun. You know what I mean? Which is uh, the Lars Van, uh, Van Trier. Movie he did a couple years ago with uh, Matt Dillon in it from 2009. What's funny is this dude was in a Tales from the Crypt episode with Matt Dillon that I enjoy a lot. Um, which for anybody out there, if you get the name of it, but it's the one, it's the it's the co-ed one where um, the hazing one where uh, they they uh, Dylan Dillon, Kevin Dillon's in it, not Matt Dillon. Kevin Dillon's in it. The one from Entourage and like. Yeah. There's these pledges and they make them go into the haunted house and it's supposed to be a prank and they got games and like noises set up to like scare him. Uh, and then long story, they get to the top and they're supposed to do a flashlight, blah, 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 blue. They get up there, they throw an arm down. It's, a, it's, it's a real arm. They send the main, they send Dylan up there to find out that uh, it's these girls that you met earlier in the episode, but they're actually cannibals. Woo. And they Woo. eat the people. Uh, I love it. I think it was one of my top five favorite episodes of Tales from the Crypt, probably. Um, But this dude uh, is in a whole bunch of everything, you know what I mean? Big, big, big in the 80s. Big deal in the 80s. Uh, Charles was in charge of him in the 80s for a little bit. Yep. Awesome.
0: Whoa. Now
1: now he's, uh, now nobody's in charge. Now it's. Now, it's a beautiful thing, but we we want to have him on the show to talk about the good life. For a little bit, just for a little bit, not too long. Mr. No.
0: Mr. Belvedere,
1: The Mr. Wonder Belvedere. Years. You know, um, you know the, the franchise at this point takes a pretty big hiatus, almost 10-year hiatus, I think. Yeah, before um, the next
0: film comes out. Nobody
1: even talks about it, yeah.
0: Kind of, yeah, it did. Like, it went radio silence
1: for what, six years. Um, the yeah, nothing. Part three must have been a uh, gigantic upset, upset thing for him. Uh, Universal Chucky. owned the defeat
0: of Chucky came out in two thousand four. Child's Play three was nineteen ninety one. So, yeah, a and you... over ten years.
1: Universal Pictures owned both um, Part 3 and Bride of Chucky, so they owned the franchise throughout that whole time. They just chose not to make a movie, so they must have like either lost real money or just decided it wasn't worth making a third um, film.
0: Or, but, they, or they had the film and had to rewrite the script or something, trying to make it better, but I don't know.
1: But many moons later, on October 16th, 1998, and I remember this because I remember it's right before Halloween, The Bride of Chucky hits theaters. Mm-hmm. I actually have some mini posters that I got out of the theater when this came out somewhere. I got to find them.
0: Oh, for um, sure. Those are, you know those are valuable nowadays.
1: Probably not. <laughs> it would be nice to think so but you never can tell you could probably get a whole bunch when they, a lot of those things you go on uh, eBay and stuff, you find boxes for like two cents. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but the brighter Chucky, you know, Ronnie, Yu, director, um, Ronnie, Yu is a fun time. Anybody out there, who, uh, you know, he's from Hong Kong, you know, for also did Freddie vs. Jason. Um, I know there's mixed opinions on that. Um, I know that originally he did Bride of Chucky in 1998 and when I heard he was doing Freddy vs. Jason in 2003, I yeah. remember I was not uh, not excited about that because to be honest with you, I think the Bride of Chucky is a big jump-off point of jumping the shark. I, I think they slightly start to jump the shark in part three and I think by Bride of Chucky and I understand that it's more glamorized and it's Bride of Chucky is the beginning of, like, horror really going pop culture to a degree. Yeah. To a degree of – they made him cute. I thought he was made very cute for Bride of Chucky. And adding the adding Tiffany into it made it very cute, too. Um, I enjoy it and appreciate it, I, but definitely jumped the shark. and was kind of the end of taking it serious, you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: because, like, there really wasn't much um, with the kill factor – in Bride of Chucky, it was kind of left to the imagination yeah. more so than anything. And I think that was like, wait, oh, what's her face there? Catherine Heigl. Yeah. That was like yeah. one of the first big role, movie roles for her.
1: And then my boy, my boy Jack Tripper.
0: Yeah, Jason Ritter. John Ritter. John Ritter, yes. Yeah.
1: But Jason Ritter was in it as well, I believe. I think, yeah, I think he,
0: he had a small cameo,
1: because John Ritter was the cop who gets the nails in his face. Yep, and his son Jason Ritter, I think, was the boyfriend that was running away with the girl.
0: Yeah, I that, I want to say that that's too because I don't know why his he's part.
1: That's probably, realistically, the whole reason why John Ritter is in Bride of Chucky is probably because they gave his kid the fucking, like, leading leading guy role, which I'd do that for my kid, too, you know.
0: Actually, no, he wasn't in that.
1: John Ritter is the shit. Rest in peace, John Ritter. I I know, I I miss miss him. That dude was the best. I really miss him. I was super fucking bummed out that day. I remember my uncle gave me hard times. I was fucking bummed out that day. He still gives me hard times to this day about being bummed out. Well, I was working with them, and John Ritter's death came on the radio, and I remember being like bummed out. And he was fucking giving me hard times. But John I Ritter, is... Alexis
0: Arquette was in this too. Who? Alexis Arquette.
1: Oh yeah, hell yeah, yeah! I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, she hey, a, Yeah, he's he's uh, he's has this. He's with Tiffany. Uh, he's with um, what's her name in the beginning in the trailer having sex yep. with her. And then yeah. she kills him. She kills him to make uh, Chucky come back. I think.
0: Yeah, digs over the body. I actually. Uh, I, rest I, in
1: peace, Alexis Arquette too. Yeah, I love Jennifer stuff. Tilly. Huh?
0: I absolutely. I love Jennifer Tilly.
1: Jennifer Tilly's the shit, and she's hot as fuck. I remember. Yeah, she, she,
0: like I'll. Was, I'll switch teams.
1: God, dude, when she first popped, when I remember her first popping on my radar, uh, popping, like, I was popping yeah, more than I one way. popping that. on
0: your radar, all right? Now yeah, there's
1: more things popping. I remember Liar, right around that time.
0: Yeah. Dude, I remember her she Liar. liar, right yeah. like, liar. kind of irritating, but she's fucking hot.
1: The courtroom scene where, when she's talking, when she's like, I think she reenacts having sex with, or like, there's a tape recorder of her like moaning, and I'm like, oh yep. God, dude. Or she's a, a
0: badass poker player too. I, you know, I, sometimes I'll watch those like poker events that they have on the World Poker, poker Championships fights. and stuff. Yeah,
1: right she she's sees my poker good.
0: Face. She's like really good. Like she'll wipe out all the guys at the table quick.
1: Like I believe it. I believe that. Yeah, she gets. She's taking care of business. Yeah, she's killing it, and she's still hot as ever. I love seeing Jennifer Tilly pop up and stuff,
0: especially when it's the child's play movies because it's not well, this isn't her. It wasn't her first or last appearance in one of the films.
1: That's true, but I didn't really, I didn't really care to see her pop up in the next next time she popped up in the child's play films.
0: Yeah, see the Chucky.
1: Yeah, I wasn't really digging on that. But so, Ronnie, you you know, and every every teen every teenage girl that was at Hot Topic that had fucking. I was in love with Jack Skeleton was gigantic bride of Chucky fan.
0: You know what I mean? <laughs> probably still are.
1: You know, they are. And There's nothing wrong with that, but that's just kind of those. I put those two things together. Like if you like Mad Mel, you got a whole bunch of living dead dolls over there. Yep. You're a bride of Chucky fan. You know what I mean? That's kind of how it goes. It goes hand in hand. I, I almost feel like. Uh,
0: I'm not going to lie. It, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind a replica doll of, um, uh... Of Tiffany,
1: I I love that character. She's so very that, would, cute that would be an
0: addition because she is she's adorable. Like she's I love adorable the for a horror movie.
1: I loved the dynamic of of, of Tiffany and Chucky. I, I did. I thought it was very cute, but I also thought that that should have been the end of it. I also yeah. thought that it went way too far going there for that franchise, and that was the end. And I like it. It's I like the film. Way too far. It's the the same thing I say when you take when franchises no longer become what like that like the name of the film becomes whoever the killer is like yeah. a ch- like a uh, you know Freddy's dead Freddy vs Jason um you know what I mean uh, when when the name of it can actually become what it is you know um and that's kind of a jumping the shark moment and this right here is a jump is that it's where And I think it's a copyright issue, I believe. Actually, no, because, like I said, Universal owned the franchise. And it very easily could have made it Child's Play 4, Bride of Chucky. But it didn't. It was just Bride of Chucky.
0: Yeah.
1: So it's not even like a copyright issue with the name.
0: Yeah, it's almost like they wanted to – They were trying to take it. it. Yeah, they were trying to make like a standalone film. They were like – Branch out and then they, you know, because that wasn't atrocious enough. Let's put out feet of Chucky immediately well,
1: after. Love it or, yeah, love it or hate it. Ronnie, you. I've heard a couple interviews with Ronnie. You, he's the type of director that's like, This is what we're doing. That's it. This is what's going on. I know there's issues with that with like Fr- Freddy versus Jason. Like, I know the, I know like it's they, just his not being a part of it. Kane not being a part of it was. More or less, a Ronnie U situation, just being like, this guy's doing it, not this guy. Um, that's my take of what I think happened. Yeah. Um.
0: We'll never know. He doesn't care. Doesn't he came, care.
1: like he came, I believe he came in and he was like, "I'm making the movie." Uh, yeah, like he's like, I don't care. Like I don't think he knew. He knew about it, but I don't think he knew like that. The fans really wanted Kane. Like the fact. Like, he he probably looked at it as, like, hey, there's re- the, in the beginning, there was really no official main guy as Jason the way there was, you know, Robert England's Freddie, you know what I mean? Brad Dourif yeah. is, is, is Chucky. There was no official, official Jason. So uh, I think that with that, he just said, you know, well, I, this Kane Hodder guy did the last couple of them, but he isn't, like, the originator or anything. I think that he took that stance on it and just, you know, I'm sure, you know. I'm sure, really, you know. Kane said that he would have done it for free, uh, or maybe not for free. But I'm sure that he. I think he said money was never the issue. Yeah. To the point where, like, even if even if whatever was offered, like, he would have went down just to continue to play Jason, because he loved the character that much. Yeah. So I don't know where I don't know where I, you know Kane's a great dude. We love Kane. But Kane is a dude that can come off very intimidating when you don't know him. I feel so yep. like it's possible, it's possible that he, he he's seen he's seen Kane somewhere and didn't really have a good interaction with him or you know something like that, and maybe he you know or, you know it's weird you know Hollywood's weird too. Somebody could have said he was difficult just to like I don't know just yeah, to be, just to be Hollywood. Yeah. But um but Bride and Chucky I respect it for what it is, but like I don't jive with it. If I'm gonna watch if I'm in a child's play mood, my child's play films usually end with child's play three. Now realistically probably t- child's play mood usually turns into a double feature for me realistically, um, to be completely honest and fair. Um but like I said, I don't hate Bride or Chucky. Um now we're gonna talk about what we call to Chucky." Um,
0: this is where the stupidity factor went.
1: This it's is where it goes extreme. completely off the fucking rails. The best thing about this is John Waters was in it, and I remember—I yeah. remember like going into the theater. <laughs> no, I, I didn't go to the theaters to see it, but I remember seeing the trailer and being like, "John Waters is gonna be the best part of this movie." And then yeah, I seen it, and it, it
0: was, really like, was.
1: John Waters is the best part of this
0: movie. The Private Eye.
1: Yeah. yeah, John Waters, I love John Waters to death, forever and always.
0: And what's
1: funny is like, and then you get Red Man. Yeah, Red Man too. you know. Um, I you was know, more excited for John Waters.
0: Yeah, obviously.
1: They started but, giving like, John, Don, Don Mancini started directing at this point, you know, uh, the writer-director, yeah. um, you know, who's been solely writing them all since Part 2. Um, It's the director's chair, you know, so of Chucky, Curse of Chucky, Cult of Chucky, all written and directed by Don Mancini, which is cool. I do like to see, you know, keep it to the original, like I said before, with actors, even with the crew and directors and writers, I like to see the original people stay in their positions. Yeah, the continuity and continuity of continuity of creativity is big, I feel, for a successful franchise. I agree. Yeah. Uh, seed. Not making a movie called Seed of Chucky is also big for successful franchises. Don't ever call. (laughs) Don't ever do Seed of anything. Um,
0: It was just Seed of Chucky is a movie that I would have expected Full Moon to put out
1: seed of really is you're right you're fucking you're you you kind of hit that dead on seed of chucky is full moon trying to make child's play for the most part yeah you got that kind of dead on (laughs) Um, that's horrifying Um, it's it's everything
0: it's everything you expect out of a full moon or a trauma feature but under a big label a bigger label
1: yeah you know what i mean it's um
0: like it's a shit show from beginning to end because really of the stupidity factor. Like, that's one of those movies that like if you want to watch a horror movie but aren't really in the mood for a horror movie but want the comic the comedic aspect, you know, you roll a nice fat blunt, get high and laugh your face off. That's probably about it with this one.
1: Well that's I think that the last four last four child's play movies uh, outside of the reboot should come with weed. Should come with like weed or some, some type of Edibles, something
0: to ease the
1: <laughs> They're not like the worst movies in the world, but they're definitely um the worst movies in the franchise.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean every franchise has their you know, you're gonna have hits and misses no matter what the movie is, no matter what the franchise is. Yeah. But when you go yeah. four four in a row with misses, yeah, kind of
1: might want to think about stopping it for curse of Chucky in 2013. There's another big hiatus fucking from C to Chucky to curse of Chucky. Um,
0: even they were like, what the fuck did we do? They really
1: were. Yeah. Rogue pictures and relativity media dropped it and universal pictures picked up the gauntlet and ran with it again. Um, yeah, uh, D- Don Mancini's still writing and directing. You know what I mean? Curse of Chucky. That was the one where Jennifer Tilly came back. And I just didn't like the vibe of that one a lot. Uh, I didn't like it a lot. Sometimes I don't like it. Sometimes I don't like it a lot.
0: I mean, it had, it had potential to be better than what it was. Any,
1: any child's play movie
0: has the again, potential.
1: You know what there I mean it's like, yeah it's like
0: go with
1: it when you have it's very it's like very it's almost one of the things' it's like it's it, you've got the potentials there the fan base is there it's like if you have the if you even feel like you're gonna drop the ball, don't do it. that's how I feel about it I feel, unless I you agree. unless you really feel like unless you're you're confident with the execution of it. Because I feel like anybody that knows these horror films and is around the culture of it and the community of it. Cares. I think anybody that has all those, things and I think, equation. and I think,
0: yeah, and I think, after releasing like Seed of Ch- Bride of Chucky and Seed of Chucky, I think they realized that what the fans really wanted was that dark and ominous, you know, Chucky character from the first two movies, and they tried to reincorporate it with Curse and Cult, and it just didn't pan out the way. I I think that they wanted it to.
1: Right. Well, with the appropriate, I mean, this day and age, everybody, this day and age, these movies are being made by fans. You know, the fans have grown up and the fans are now the people in the director's chairs. So for you to make a bad film for one of these franchises is bad on whoever the filmmaker is and the people making it. There's no reason to make bad movies at this point. I'd give you that leeway at maybe for the second or third film where, they don't know the formula and they're just kind of trying to guide this ship. that's making money. But once, once the formula is figured out and you kind of, you make a bad movie, that's bad on you. Um, I know that's tough to say because a lot of elements go into making a film, but with these films that the fans kind of really do want to love, but then if you upset them, they really want to hate, you know what I mean? But a lot of them really want to love these films going in. And if you fucking cater to them in the right way, which if you're a good writer and know what you're doing, you should be able to do, then there's no reason to make a bad at any of the, you know for any franchise. Even if you want to go outside the norm and go outside the box on the, the plot or the story a little bit, there's certain elements that you need to keep true that people enjoy and uh, you know, you'll know you know the barriers of which, which you can stay within. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Curse of Chucky. Woo! bad news um September 24th 2013 they say that was one of the most biggest tragedies that ever happened in September (laughs) and I said wow okay um October 30th you know they're going back to those October before Halloween releases you know the cult of Chucky now the Cult of Chucky is the one in the mental hospital, right? If I remember yeah. correctly. Yep. This one was actually pretty decent to a degree compared to the, the previous two. Um, this was Citizen Kane of Child's Play compared to the previous two.
0: I mean, Curse of Chucky wasn't all that bad. Um,
1: well, this that's is what... That's what's...
0: This, is, this is the one... This is the, the, the Chucky movie that Danielle Bassetti from Scarecon was in.
1: Right. This was yeah yeah they had so, that. this was the year they had pretty much everybody was there this year the, the year that that came out from this yeah. movie yeah this uh, was this name.
0: was an, like this was big for when it came out like is it a Martinez and Danielle Bassetti was in it it's Curse?
1: is Curse you know, the one with the with the Alex Vincent cameo at the end when he's eating he's like eating cereal and Chuck the Chucky doll shows up in the mail and then he like shoots it with the shotgun.
0: Spoiler. alert. And then he opens up cult of Chucky with the same thing.
1: Oh, that's that's the open. so Kurt, so Kurt, that's the end of Curse of Chucky?
0: Curse goes into like pretty much goes right But into
1: that's cult. So that so the end of Curse of Chucky is the doll arriving at Alex Vincent's house and then he shoots it.
0: No, that's that's
1: cult. That's
0: yeah, like I remember be, yeah, that
1: being that that. Alright. So the Alex Vincent has no cameo in Curse?
0: No, he's not okay. in it at all.
1: All right. Because yeah, I remember the, in Cult, I remember he's not in it the entire movie until the very, very end. Cult? Right.
0: He's in the beginning of it.
1: Is it the beginning?
0: He's in the beginning of it. There's like a whole scene where he, he, it starts with him. He's like out on a date or something. And then he goes back to his house and he has like Chucky's head in a box and Chucky's still talking to him. And he's like sitting there having like a whole conversation with the Chucky head.
1: For some reason, I remember a scene in my head of him eating breakfast, eating cereal and a knock on the door. He opens it. It's a male dude with a box he opens, he brings the box in, it's wrapped up, he sits it on the table, and then it goes to a point of view of within the box, of Chucky's point of view, and you hear the scrambling and him, like, getting himself out of the box, and then, like, he, like, at his point of view, Chucky turns, and you see Alex Vincent with the shotgun, and he's like, not today, and then he shoots him, and that's that like... Happens that happens is that the end of it?
0: No, that's all at the beginning.
1: That's at the beginning. That's they open the, the movie beginning. like that.
0: Yeah,
1: and it's just that small. I thought that was the. I thought that was an after credit ending in one of them. Interesting.
0: It's been a while since I've watched either one of those two films, so I, I mean, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that that's pretty much the entire beginning of
1: cult. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't do anything professional like rewatch all the movies. That would be unheard of. I don't do things like that. I'm a professional.
0: I'm I a haven't professional. watched it. I, those two I haven't watched in a while because I've been hung up on the reboot.
1: Well, since you bring up the reboot, you know, June twenty first, two thousand nineteen. Lars Clevenberg, we get a new director up in this mofucka. Um, child's
0: I like play. I, I wasn't sure how I felt about it because, like, when you first started seeing, like, when they finally started showing pictures of the Chucky doll. Yeah. It's like, that is not the Chucky we grew up with. This is the Backstreet Boys version of Chucky.
1: I remember being very angry. I remember being vocally angry about how he looks. I think I, I think when you first went to go see it, you were like, no, you'll like it. You were like, yeah, I hear where you're coming from, but when you see it, you'll like it. Type deal.
0: Yeah, because it, it, it did. It, it, it took time. It, it, he, it, the character. It ended up growing on me because, like, I like I wasn't sure how I felt about it because, like I said, it looked like a Backstreet Boys version of
1: Chucky. Yeah, the look. So, the look throws you off. The look yep. definitely throws you off on because you go. The look of it is a kind of everything you imagine—a bad Hollywood child's play, uh, Chucky to look like exactly what it would be but then like as you get into it it because it, 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 it is its own film that's one of the reasons things I really love about it is that it's a retelling and it's its own film and it's its own Chucky in a way but like it's it's done nicely but and done for the fans you know what I mean there's a lot of fan throwbacks yeah
0: the, the fact that they re, they you know modernized it for the times and you know Chucky was all about you know being con- was being controlled through like a phone app as opposed to too yeah. you know he was still possessed, but you know like how he could control everything because he had that computer aspect you know yeah. put into him that kind of was that was like a cool little touch that they I did I love with it.
1: That, that 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 element the, the that, that that more modern element to it was re- a really great take on it the kills were really like, good
0: Yes like the the one my favorite I think my favorite one was the the maintenance guy in the apartment building
1: yeah, yeah, Where yeah, When he,
0: when he killed, when he, hit that kill and the kill with um, the mother's boyfriend that was married. Yeah. When he, when he killed him and, and he like
1: the lights, ripped the head the, off and you see that the huh? lights, like the lights and all that.
0: Yeah. Like he's triggering up the Christmas lights and, and the pumpkin gets, patch. Yup. Yeah. Yeah. No, Very great, great
1: visuals. visuals.
0: It was watermelon.
1: Because, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Because remember, at one point, he brings the watermelon with the with the guy's face on it, and he Andy wraps it up and gives it to the cop. Color yeah, down yeah, the yeah.
1: That so, was a fun. Yeah. That was a fun element too. I liked the dark humor of that. You know, usually sometimes they don't hit the dark humor appropriately, but like the humor was like funny, but like realistically dark. Like yep. when they, you know, it was actually executed well. Um, even the, even like the, the car, the, the scene where they kill, um, the, the lady mom. in the car. Yeah, yep. like it's not too violent, but it's still like, like a quick, it's still effective. You know what I mean?
0: Yep. It does what it, it, it did what it was intended to do. Yeah. But even the fact that he was controlling the car and right. talking to her through like the Siri type shit. Yeah. It was just comedic, but it was appropriate comedy. Not like you said, it was everything came together nicely.
1: Yeah, and the Mark Hamill, I I had a good feeling he was going to do well with it cause, like the Joker. I don't know have you've heard him play, do jo- the Joker voice.
0: I think that's when I finally was okay with the idea of yeah. Mark Hamill voicing him because I hadn't heard him play the Joker. So, once I found out that he was doing it, I started yeah. going into and looking into like his voice work and yeah. it was then I was like, "Oh, well this could actually work."
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, his yeah, once you have the Joker his Joker stuff, you you feel a little more confident with like what he'll do with the Chucky thing. Um, I wonder what Brad Durer felt about Mark Hamill's perf- performances as Chucky. I, I
0: think with
1: how
0: many...
1: Not just the getting off the airplane TMZ, what do you think of Mark Hamill doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Not that opinion, but the actual... Actual, like sitting down talking to him, and not like bash, not bashing Mark Hamill, but actually. No, I actually, he, like, he I, I like. think
0: you know people when like like we've been saying when somebody comes in and takes over a role that's predominantly known by one person to play. He came into it, like I said, with Bill Skarsgård. How Bill Skarsgård came into it and made it his own. Yeah. Mark Hamill came in and made Chucky his own. It's true. So yeah. I would actually really like to see another reboot of Child's Play or, like, another Child's Play movie with Mark Hamill. Like, an addition,
1: the like a, a sequel to the reboot?
0: A sequel to the reboot.
1: Yeah, that'd be cool.
0: You know, just to see what they do with it. It would be
1: real like, cool. You could do a really cool sequel with the reboot, too. That that kind of t- touches in on the, the original sequel. You know, yeah, so much great things with that original sequel.
0: And, and yeah. you know, everybody, it's not like it's a secret. Like, I don't like reboots usually. And this one actually it is. a secret. It, it I, I consider this one a standalone from the rest of them because that of the way I, they modernized it.
1: The actress that plays the mother when I first seen her, I was so in love. I with
0: can't stand her. her.
1: I was so in love with her the first time I seen her.
0: I absolutely I like, hate wow. Audrey Plaza. Huh? Except for when she put, I hate Aubrey Rosa, Except
1: for when she <laughs> played Grumpy Cat. Well, she played Grumpy
0: Cat. voice of Grumpy Cat. I well, was okay has, with that. Yeah. I didn't have to look at her. Because she has that
1: vibe. She's got that vibe to her, but I think it's all a gimmick. I think it's just she knows her look, so she's yeah. playing it up. Yep. I bet in real life she'd she's be
0: cool. She's resting bitch face.
1: Yeah. I bet in real life she'd be cool and hate my guts. You know what I mean? Probably oh. hate
0: mine too, and I'm okay with that.
1: My guts are... Worthy of the hate, you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, you know what I mean. So, child's play. You know it. It had a little. uh, The television. There's a television show in the works too. You know what I mean? You think that'll? uh, I know they. I thought that we were already supposed to have that. If I remember correctly, I we, thought were. we were supposed to have the TV <laughs> show around the reboot time because the big deal was they were doing a reboot and a TV show.
0: Yeah, um, and Don Mancini. Yeah, Don Mancini back, was back.
1: involved um, in the TV show, but not the movie. I remember that.
0: Yeah, there's all kind of speculation as to what's going on with that because, like, the release date keeps getting pushed back. I, so think I you know, Obviously, and obviously now COVID's probably interfered with that fact you know, with that being released as well. So you I know, think there's, they're another, afraid. there's another wrench to throw in.
1: I think they're afraid. I think they weren't expecting that reboot to be as big and as good as it was. I think they were expecting it to be a reboot that was terrible and people would go, that's fucking awful. We want yeah, you to do the TV, TV show. We can't wait for this TV show. And I, when I heard there's a TV show, I, I was a little, you know, set back because like, a TV show about Chucky, like, how's that going to fly? You know what I mean? Even these, even the, whenever they try and do a franchise TV show, it's either nothing about it or, like, something very watered down.
0: Yeah, because, like, Freddy's Nightmares,
1: like on Friday the 13th, you,
0: Friday the 13th had nothing, like, right. Jason Voorhees wasn't any part of it. It was, like, what was it, a pawn shop or something and then, like, different haunted objects within it?
1: The only real tie-ins, so- the only real tie-ins to the Friday the 13th show Maybe some in, actors in the franchise is <laughs> yes that i can think of is the fact that the dude the leading dude from jason goes to hell was the leading dude from the tv show that's the only thing yeah. i can think of time
0: yeah around. other than that the storyline had nothing to do with one another it's true so I'm years, you didn't really see freddie involved in the episodes except in between almost the like, narrator thing, huh?
1: Dave Langle, my good pal Dave Langle, uh, filmmaker and flea market extraordinaire. He he acted in a, a, Freddy's Nightmare back in the day. That has to be that has to be fun though. Yeah, that be he got yeah. I seen the picture of him in Robert England. I believe he put it up, which is cool. I'm jealous. Uh, well, you know, never be I'm jealous.
0: I got to sit in a minivan but, with him for for thirty seconds.
1: There you go. Never be jealous because, for where people. For the the parts of people's lives where they they shine, the other part,
0: like I, Robert England, not not for day A couple just of times, the only couple of times I've like actually seen him, both times, like Rhode Island Comic Con things. So like you, you know how Rhode Island Comic Con is, like you yeah. have no room to breathe, so you don't really get much of an opportunity to really like hang out and talk
1: like yeah. at other
0: conventions.
1: Well, Robert, I met Robert England at rock and shock. Unfortunately, not as good of an experience as I would like it to have been. I believe it was my fault. Um, Long line. This is the problem with long lines. You wait fucking 10 years to get up to the person to talk to him for fucking two minutes. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you're there, it's all like, okay, let's try and make this be cool. And I'm trying to be easygoing and such and. The thing I had with him was um, I got something signed and he goes, he asked me if I wanted it personalized, you know, with my name. Yeah. And I said, no, because I just wanted his name on it. So I could hang it up. and It'd be cool. And he gave me a look that I could only imagine that he thought that I was just going to go sell it on eBay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that. I wasn't a fan and didn't give a fuck about him. And was just going to go sell it on eBay. Now, I'm not saying and that. It, it
0: kind of makes me wonder if, like, Doug Bradley thought the same thing. I think they, kind of, it's,
1: it's, the, the way that they, the, the, the fan interaction is such a weird thing because, you, you you know, you can have the best experience in the world. You can have the worst experience. And that doesn't mean that they're the best person or the worst person. It, it could depend on what time of the day. You know, there's so many elements to it. And when you look, when you, like, kind of, you're fans of these people, it's the thing, like, do they say, don't meet your heroes because you're going to be let down because they're all just regular people. And mm-hmm. it's like you're just catching them in a regular day. And maybe they, you know, maybe they just got on a – maybe they just got terrible news, someone they care about's dying, or maybe they just got into a big fight with their significant other, and now you're in their face with a big smile, big smile going, uh, great to meet you, man. And they're just like, Are maybe you- they don't have it in them that – Maybe they don't have it in them that day to put on the smile and be like, hey man, awesome to meet you too. You know what I mean? Maybe they want to yep. be like, I want to fucking kill myself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, and I mean so like, you can you never know? really tell where they're at. Yeah. So I try not to be hard with Celebrities that you meet and all that at it cons and wherever. No, well,
0: they are ones that you know are just, you, ones you know are just consistently nasty to people we, no matter what convention they're at.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's those two that you're just notorious. But you, you yourself, you know, we've done cons and we've been doing cons for years, you know, before COVID, of course, but like, you know, the vibe of being there all day long, you know, you gotta find time to try and eat, you know, go, go to the, the bathroom. The bathroom every little thing you got to do, you know, and it's great because you're there. It's a blessing to be able to be in front of your audience, you know, and people come through and care, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like, but you're sitting there for 15 hours or whatever and it gets uncomfortable, you know, sometimes you you know, and it's nothing against the fans or anything. It's just, I can understand like like, doing that. I can understand how it can be difficult, how they can be grumpy. You know what I mean? I can understand those things now when i went in in the past you it was never, like, you Dude. never
0: know who's gonna you never know who's gonna come up to the table you never know you know yeah. what shape that individual is going to be in how drunk or hungover they're going to be when they come and talk to you like if they shower to put deodorant on and then you got to sit there and choke that gagging or whatever
1: <laughs> they just <laughs> save the up if they just threw yeah. up in their hand, if they just threw up in their hand, if they just fucking jerked off they before just went coming and took to them. see you. Yeah,
0: they, and did they, they wash their hands first? They fucking like, just
1: itch their, their fucking belly button from the inside up through the asshole root, you know what I mean? And then they fucking <laughs> shake you, give you a fucking high five, and, and like, the impact of the, their hand hitting yours sends shit all over your fucking face. Like, no thank you. You can't, you know, you never know. <laughs> You never know what you're getting into, so I can't really fault them. You know?
0: No, and everybody I, has a bad day. They're like you, like we already said, they're just regular people. they just happen to be prominently displaying horror
1: movies. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things. one of those things, Mad mail. So Mad Mill, I think the time has come for us to uh put these films in some type of some type of order, luxurious order. We're going
0: to no, go from bad to one- worst or best
1: to, best to worst? I'm thinking... Um,
0: Save the best for last?
1: I'm thinking we can do the best for last, sure. Um, we have a quick cameo. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Kate. Kate Hodge. Is she really? Kate Hodge in a text cameo. All's nice. good. We're rescheduling. So Okay. Uh, the first time ever, the audience of Shock Treatment live and direct just got a teaser of a future guest. So you definitely have to listen to the episode to find out because we never tell who the future guest will be. But we are gonna leave this in here this this Easter egg because Easter's coming for y'all. Yeah, y'all. she
0: just she texted oh. me too. She's like, I'm so embarrassed, I messed up the time zone.
1: No, 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 no. All is well. All is well. We'll talk about that. No, later. we're
0: good.
1: So, yeah. So you want to go worst to best? You said. Yeah. Okay. What's okay. your worst? The worst film, in my opinion, in the franchise of child's play is Curse of Chucky.
0: I've got Seed.
1: Okay. Okay. Well
0: My three my three worst would be
1: the th- the three worst. Well, I'll, well, we' we'll, 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 no, like, we'll keep going. We'll keep going way we're doing. That's and we'll keep that, going. Right
0: now, seed is worst to me.
1: Well, next up is seed for me, so I got with.
0: Go
1: you. Go to, yeah, then it goes to Chris for me. Um, yeah. Them, so right there, yeah. I only it's gave seed, I only gave seed credit because I love John Waters so much. And the filmmakers thought it was important to put him in the film that i
0: saving I have to
1: give them credit for that because everybody yeah. should put john waters in their film
0: he 's awesome i, 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 he, I want to meet him in person just because I want to see if he 's that dope in person too because his he he just his on screen presence is like amazing
1: super cool groundbreaking icon would love would love to meet him you know what I mean great and, and, you know he's an older gentleman. Uh, he made his, he, I think the last time he made a film was maybe 10 years ago, maybe a little more, but he made, he made movies for like 30 years, maybe more. And, uh, you know, I credit that like when I like the offensive humor that I like, and you might see in my films. I have to give credit to John Waters because he is uh, like the king of like offensive humor. I feel like, like we, you could say Trauma has a little bit of it too, but when it comes to offensive dialogue and written scenes, John Waters is that guy. Um, and you could go from like an earlier film. Some of the earlier films are a little rough. I will give you that. Um, you got to wait till you. Until John Waters reached an an appropriate polish of his craft and production value, if you will. Um, But once he reaches that place, he is superb and there's not too many people like him. Um, And all the way up until his last film, which was A Dirty Shame, catch the unrated version of that. Fucking very funny. Um, The humor is incredibly dark sexual humor that you would be surprised an old man was writing. You know what I mean? But um yeah, John Waters is the man. So that's why I give Seed of Chucky a little extra oom oomph, is for John Waters. Now I mean Yep. So my my number let's just say my third to last the third to worst film I have is Bride of Chucky. Because although I, I do enjoy it, I do think it jumps the shark and it is the beginning of the end for that franchise. The franchise as well as that, that sequels go, and I guess we'll see, the reboot really is kind of a reboot. So I'll reboot. So I'll say that the so, uh, Brian and Chucky is the, the end of the goodness of the ch- Child's Play franchise, in my opinion. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Um, and then when they rebooted Child's Play, it started off strong again. We'll see where they take it. So what was your third to last? Did you have Bride of Chucky too?
0: Bride of Chucky. I agree with you on that one.
1: Okay. And then after that, I would have to have the Cult of Chucky. Yep. Okay. Um, because the Cult of Chucky is bad, but it is certain elements of it that that are that are watchable and, and you know fun. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: There was a there was a lot of that when.
1: It's 50 50. It's a 50 yeah. 50. I'd have to re watch to get the full opinion of it. But I remember when I watched it, I, me- I remember saying it's definitely a lot better than the two previous. And then,
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. But I mean, th- so I mean
0: compared, to re- compared to Bride and Seed, that's like my, a mind blowing friggin' movie.
1: Right. Those two. So. Which could have um, been why. Yeah, yeah which could. Curse. Curse came out before it, right? Yep. Yeah, Curse. Curse think and they Seed. I like, make up Horrifying. It. Yeah, Curse and Seed are horrifying. Like you, like anything would have been great next right after Curse and Seed. And and that's why I'd have to rewatch the film because that might very well be why I give it such good good um higher up on the list than the others, because those other two were so bad it made that one look like Citizen King. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Very um, cool. that after Then next up on the road to goodness, after Cult of Chucky. Would be Child's, Child's Play, Play Three, games. yeah, okay. Because the last of the, the good, some people argue that this this one was garbage. I know certain people that say this one's fucking no good. This is part of the no good ones. I enjoy it for what it is. Definitely not as good as the first two. I think the first yeah. two are the kind of the creme creme de la creme of the franchise.
0: I, I guess you could say with this franchise, um, Child's Play Three is almost like. The redhead stepchild of the genre, of the I, of the franchise, you, you know, because that's where all the changes started getting incorporated. They got rid of Alex Vincent. You know, there yeah. was nothing, you know, with the exception of Brad Dourif that stayed the same. So I think that's another reason too why it's not as well received.
1: I wonder if Alex Vincent wanted to be paid like a lot of money or something. I wonder why he I wasn't love there. To
0: the story behind that. Well, or the, a, I think, or maybe kid. I, or maybe the age, the age, the look wasn't what they wanted for that period. I don't know.
1: He's a di- completely he, different. be nice like, to know. Character story-wise, he's a completely different kid, though. If I remember, correctly. yeah. So they probably just wanted to go into a different direction. You know, Alex Vincent. Realistically, his character probably would have been getting to an awkward age. You know, they probably wanted to bring it back to a younger kid. Yeah. That, you know, you're going to do like, a teenager going through puberty, still playing with dolls and all that stuff. Now you're making a movie about Alex Huck. <laughs> so, number, number, my, the third, now we're going to flip it and go the third best film in the Child's Play reboot. franchise. Reboot. The third best would be, yes, the Child's Play reboot that had a lot to offer, uh, a nice, happy, helping of somewhat new regenerized material that um, made the best. They really kind of made the best of a reboot situation.
0: Yeah, they really did because, you know, like like we've been saying, after the previous entries, it, they needed a game changer. And I think that they accomplished that with the reboot.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Um. these last two are very difficult. Very difficult to really place. And only out of just to switch things up am I going to make the second best film the first film. Only to switch things up. Only to keep things a little different. You know what I mean? So we I
0: could argue I, a little
1: bit. I think <laughs> we could argue all night. This, this episode I think is a little long already. Um, but we could argue all night which is better and why. And out of just keeping things out of the norm and breaking things up a little bit, I'm going to say part one is the second best film. Um, usually I give that to number one, which I'm going to stop doing to mix it up. because, yeah, because
0: of, the, the first one is not always the best one in the series. It,
1: you know, it created it, it had the originality. So it has a lot of that going for it. But you know, with that being said, I, I, I got to ask myself if I'm going to just pick one of the movies, if I can only watch one of the films, what child's play film am I going to put on? I would have to say that would be child's play, Two. What do you think?
0: I love that one. I really yeah. do. It's definitely one of my favorites in, the, in that whole series. Our top, literally, our top three are the best three. Of the franchise.
1: I think so. Now, what cat, What number do you put one and two for you?
0: I'm going to put number two at number two and the first one at number one just to be different
1: <laughs> from you. Just to be different from me.
0: <laughs> just to be different from we you. We go
1: full circle. I'm different from the norm of the one, two, three. Yeah. And you're gonna I mean, be different regardless, from
0: we're still different. We're still different from the one, two, three. Because like I'm sure it. there's someone out there that'll argue with us that the best three are the first three.
1: Oh yeah. Whereas
0: I think it's the first two and the reboot.
1: There's a 14 year old girl out there in Hot Topic saying Bride of Chucky is the best one.
0: And she buys her jack skillets and slippers.
1: And then she goes. Mm. Then she follows Pokemon go out to the parking lot to her death because she's not <laughs> paying attention and she's following Pokemon go you know, and she going. gets hit by a car
0: in the parking lot. Oh my That's god! Very sad.
1: All- Rest in peace. Rest in peace to that girl. For <laughs> so that girl, maybe in tribute, we'll let Bride of Chucky be number one, but only for three seconds. One, two. Three.
0: Times up. Was-
1: <laughs> okay, so I think would that play, be times up? Me and you—we kind of got—we're—we're we're, we're at a—we're at a standstill on what one and two should be, but yeah, the top three are definitely all in there. Uh, I think Brad Durf himself can be happy with that. Um, but yeah, don't you know? Of course, gigantic franchise. Much love for Chucky and the Chucky franchise and all the creators behind it. Yeah. Um, you know, let this be a little uh, let this be motivation for y'all to pop on those movies and give yourself a little marathon out there. And make your own little list, you know. Maybe send us a little email, a little message. Drop something on the page. Let us know what your list looks like. Let us know why you agree, why you don't agree with what we like. We always like hearing from folks.
0: Exactly.
1: So, with that being said, we're gonna wrap it on up. Uh, if you like what you heard. Then go check out uh, more episodes of Shock Treatment with Mel and Maddie. Probably where you're listening to this, uh, in any you know audio podcasting outlets like your Spotify, Google, uh, you. Apple. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, and we got our boombastic streaming. Uh, if you're a Patreon person, you want to try and support the team, uh, pop on on there. We got about a couple different tiers of different uh, supporting. Modes that you can do to help out the gang, uh, always appreciated. Uh, we had different perks that you'll be able only be able to get there, which keeps it fun for everybody. But don't worry, you'll always have a home in the free zone with us and be able to hear our stuff. And uh, but yeah, funner stuff lies inside. You know, the
0: Boombastic mean? Media on our YouTube the YouTube page. Yeah, for- Boombastic
1: Media YouTube. I believe we get a a live show coming up soon. Um, If not, maybe it already aired. You never can tell with those things. You know what I mean? (sighs) On 420 itself.
0: We can jump into the future.
1: That's the beauty of podcasting is you can easily jump right on on into the future like it's not a problem. You know what I mean? The cramp in my leg is telling me it's time to go. So, (laughs) with that being said... We wish all of y'all a happy, happy weekend, and uh, we'll catch y'all on the next episode of Shock Treatment with Mel and Marty.